0: Yeah, yeah. So here we go. Just for today, my name is Leanne and this is Brett, right? So we're going to be talking about sobriety, um, our spiritual journey of becoming. um, We went through a lot of stuff in our life and uh, we are both podcasters. So I'm going to give it to Brett.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. glad we could connect on this platform. And chat again, you know, we, we, I had uh, Leanne on my podcast a while back and we really vibed and had a good connection. And she reached out and wanted to know if I wanted to check out the stereo app and I had never heard of it. And, uh, yeah, so I, I jumped on the opportunity and I'm glad to be able to, uh, come on today and discuss recovery and, and what that looks like and, and some of those, some of those things
0: yeah dude why don't you share what your podcast name is
1: yeah absolutely i'm the host of a podcast called recovery survey i started it last year in april and the basic premises each week i have a different guest on we talk about addiction recovery mental health um, just anything that is in that realm and uh all kinds of different addictions. I've had people on with drug and alcohol addictions, sex addiction, porn addiction, food addiction, you name it. I've had, I've talked to somebody about it.
0: Yeah, dude. And you know what? Like I was one of them on there because, uh, you know, acceptance is key, right? And until I accepted that I was an alcoholic, um, my life was unmanageable. And then when I did accept it, um, my life fucking became great and you know being able to own our part and that's the hardest part of the journey because I my podcast is called be you for Mind." uh the first step of self-love is to be you to be full and to have a beautiful mind read it back, read mind mindfully you be and I was speaking to thousands of people because now I have 21k listeners and I was an alcoholic I'm still an alcoholic but I wasn't in recovery so um you know both of us together right because we help each other in this program okay. so we're here to just spread our, our story and and gives hope of what it looks like to live on the other side side of life, take control of um, you know the the. Yo, Are you there, bro?
1: Yeah, sorry, you cut out. I think there your for...
0: connection's going out.
1: Yeah, let me swap over from Wi-Fi to cellular. See if it gets any better.
0: Oh wait, can you wait? Can you hear me though now?
1: Yeah, I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What is going on?
0: Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but people are, if you got, they're still here. They could hear us. I think, right. If you guys could hear us, just let us know because it's kind of weird on the, I don't know about both of us, but all right. Anyways, guys. All right. So Brett, why don't you talk about your story?
1: yeah we were discussing it a little bit earlier and uh decided on the topic of of rock bottoms and kind of the uh the beginning the early days of recovery and i was thinking back on it and you know for me it was a process it wasn't just a one-time event that that really opened my eyes to the fact that i had a problem you know it was a series of events that happened, uh, over the course of, of several years that finally opened my eyes to the, to the reality of my situation. You know, the first major event that I had that kind of started me on the road to recovery was, uh, getting arrested and spending about a week in jail. And that was, that was a little bit of an eye opener. I, I kind of had a little bit of time to to reevaluate what I was doing what my life was where my life was heading uh, but that wasn't enough for me to stop completely you know that was the mindset that I had was like I, I just need to readjust you know I need to change my behaviors and but I can continue to use successfully. I, I still had that mindset that I just needed to, to modify my game plan a little bit. And so that's what I tried to do. I tried to, I I decided I wasn't going to do the hard drugs anymore. I was going to just stick to alcohol and, and marijuana and, you know, maybe a little bit of Coke every now and then, and, and just try to try to go about living my life that way and, and take out the hard drugs. And, uh, you know, I was never successful at that. You know, I tried that for a while and, uh, you know, the, 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 the moment that I really, the, that everything kind of came together, you know, I have an upcoming episode on my podcast where I actually share my story in depth. Um, so I don't want to give away too much, but basically, uh, I had a friend that was in the program that, that pulled me aside and, and, and called me out on my BS, you know, told me that if I continue to do what I was doing, that I was gonna end up dead and for whatever reason that mixed with a few other events that had happened it all kind of came together and i realized you know i realized that i needed to stop so i don't know that i necessarily had like just a a really terrible awful rock bottom um but But several events came together and and I I saw a new perspective and realized that I needed to change the way I was living and that I needed to uh, give abstinence a try that I needed to put down all mind-altering and mood-changing substances.
0: And how did your life end up turning out?
1: Man, my life today is completely different from how I ever. How was your life
0: after you? Oh.
1: Say, say that again.
0: Yo, is is it me or is it you? Because I don't know if my shit's fucked up. I
1: caught I caught part of your question and it kind of cut off at the end, so I wasn't sure what the question was.
0: All uh, right, yeah. <laughs> No, no, it's all right. My, I think is it is it's in my mic, right? It's coming in and out.
1: A little bit, yeah.
0: All right, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, but yeah, your life before was it's it wasn't as you couldn't you couldn't fix the problem yourself, right?
1: Yeah, it was definitely not something that I could do on my own. And uh, it's interesting that you say that because the topic at the meeting that I chaired last night was uh, was about how it takes how it's a group effort. The, the, the quote was, I can't, but we can, you know, and it was discussing how, uh, how the importance of of having other people in your life in recovery and, you know, that, uh, that connection that we have with others and and being able to communicate with one another and, and encourage one another and, and be able to, to, you know, talk about our different ideas, what worked, what didn't work. And, uh, you know kind of open up and be vulnerable and and share share our life with other people,
0: yeah, no, honestly, that was like always the hardest part uh because <clears throat> you know i'm I'm six months sober on uh the thirteenth and um that was that's the hardest part that I'm still I'm doing better today, but being vulnerable, you know, being able to own my part and talk to others, it's like nah, you don't know me. Uh, you don't, you don't, you know, you be shut out the world because we did that when we used and when we drank. So letting people in was a, a bit scary. But they say right in the book, whether it be N.A. A.A. in any program, you know, like alcohol can only help an alcoholic. Um, and it's that's to God on His truth. I'm not gonna go to my uh, dentist talk about my alcoholism. Uh, he's fixing a tooth. You know, I'm gonna go to an expert, which is the alcoholic, the addict. Yeah. Um, because we know firsthand and how many years sober you have.
1: Uh, I celebrated six years back in December.
0: Six years, bro. It's like, it's a journey. It is because rock bottom, let's talk about rock bottom. What did rock bottom look like for you at least?
1: Yeah. Kind of like I was talking about earlier. I don't know that there was necessarily one event that I would categorize as rock bottom, but I think, a lot of it to for me was kind of my mental state uh, of hitting rock bottom, you know, being in this, this mindset of, of like depression and paranoia and, and, you know, just feeling alone and worthless. Like, I think for me, it was more of a mental rock bottom as, for, as opposed to a physical rock bottom. I'm not saying that my life was great when I was using, you know, I didn't. I never had a lot of money. I never lived anywhere nice. You know, it wasn't like I was living some kind of glamorous life, but I think for me the the rock bottom was more of a mental state of mind. You know, I think I had I had hit a point of, of mental exhaustion just from being in that state of using for so long. And, you know, I was I was an uppers guy, so I would stay up for three, four, five days without going to sleep and eventually you know, that, that starts to have a toll on your, on your mental state, just, uh, you know, the, the chemicals and the lack of sleep and, and all the things that come along with that. So yeah, for me, I would say that my rock bottom was definitely more of a mental rock bottom.
0: Yeah. My, I hit every day it was rock bottom in a mental world when you're in the, when you're on your sprees, because every day it is. It's not even rock. You're not even living. And I relate hard with you because, you know, like doing the fourth step, doing the fourth step, it's, um, it's uncomfortable and really realizing and accepting, um, accepting the shit I did, accepting and owning my side of the street. Um, and I love writing it down. I love writing it out. But I also notice that when I don't pick up the phone, that's when my day looks like shit today or it's not as going as I plan because I think I'm in control because um, when we were drinking, we wanted to control everything. Right. And yeah. we think that we have, we can control our disease. Just this one time we're going to go out. It's not a big deal. And every day we would, we were choosing like death, the, the, the disease, the dis ease of life. And, you know, I love my life today like I, I used to say in the beginning of my sobriety, if anybody's that is, that is listening um, the one thing that helped me in the beginning of my sobriety was just the second. I don't have to drink just the second. Cause just for today was like fucking far. It's like 24 hours. You can't drink fucking kidding. Just a second. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, dude, it was like a fucking battle. I remember driving. I'm like, Yo, let me get that white call, Let me go get it. And I try to say just a second. And nobody told me that I had to start training my, my brain, and it worked. The obsession started to get quieter. And just for today, I could say that I love life and it's not beautiful rainbows and butterflies, but I'm able to feel today. What about you?
1: Well, well, absolutely. I I totally agree with, uh, with what you said about being able to feel and, and having those emotions back and, Man, I I struggled with that a lot in the beginning, for sure, because I had suppressed all those emotions and feelings for so long that when those started to come back, it was it was frightening. You know, I didn't I didn't know what these feelings were that I was having. And I was definitely very confused and and afraid. and, And that's one of the things that I think is beneficial about having a recovery program is. Like we were discussing earlier, there's other people there that have been through that same stuff. You know, there's other people there that can help guide you and let you know, like, hey, what you're feeling is normal. Like, you're not the first person that has has gotten clean, sober, that, that all of a sudden has these feelings and doesn't know how to handle them. Uh, and and listening to, to you talk, I, I had a question for you that's kind of in the same realm of, rock bottom early recovery, you gave your sober date as that uh, as you're coming up on six months here on the 13th. So my question for you is what has your experience been like getting sober in the middle of a pandemic? Have the majority of the meetings you've been going to, are those online? And what is that like? Because I can't even imagine what, how difficult that has to be to do this online because for me, at least for me, that human connection of, of being in person and, you know, getting hugs and pats on the back and, you know, being able to exchange phone numbers and, and some of those things that we experience in in-person meetings, I think was something that was really valuable for me in the beginning. So I'd, I'd be curious to know what your experience has been uh, during the pandemic.
0: Oh yeah. So honestly, like ugh. when I was, I, I actually like the, the zoom meetings because you know, I run a business, I do my stuff and my time is very valuable, but I also put my recovery first. I'm running a business and trying to be sober. Um, I couldn't mix them both cause I couldn't walk in, I couldn't be dirty and try to walk in the light. Right. So the zoom meetings for me was first I would go to the, I would go into uh, this fucking beach, this beach, uh, meeting right in person and I used to go fucked up my dad told me this one thing he's like there's this guy in AA and he kept coming back kept coming back even when he was fucked up so I'd keep going back to that beach meeting right I'd go to the beach meetings and I, it would trigger me to drink more because I wanted to rebel so then I started to go on the zoom meetings and the zoom meetings I actually like because I'm I'm actually with a lot more people internationally and they have 24-7 international meetings that you meet people that young people LGBTQ meetings um different types of meetings. I actually like online better than in person. I went to my first in-person meeting like the other day and I was like, mm, I'd rather be at, at my office desk than than being a person. But that doesn't mean I couldn't stay sober. It wasn't hard because I was ready. I didn't make it hard. Um, I did not make it hard because I knew I had to be there. I knew I had to be there, dude. And I, I like the Zoom meetings because you're meeting a lot more people and your recoveries, you're getting more contacts to call too. You're getting so many more people that you can call and you could link up with them and they could be part of like, say a business project. Like I'm working with people from uh, California from uh, that I met. So it's how you use it. If you make a big deal out of your recovery, it's going to be a big deal. If you don't and you're ready, you're going to do whatever it takes. Um, but it doesn't look perfect every day, you know, uh, but I make it a priority to go to a meeting uh, and the zoom meeting has have have helped. They saved my life. Um, when I first started my sobriety. Yeah.
1: Uh, i I like that perspective too and i think i think my perspective is different because i had so many years of going to in-person meetings and i kind of gotten in that routine of i go to meetings these days at these times you know i'm gonna see these people there and i don't know i don't know about you or anybody else that's listening but i feel And I don't know if it has to do with me being an addict or not, but I'm definitely a creature of habit. And when my routine is interrupted, I just feel like it throws my whole life out of balance. So for me, I think that the zoom meetings kind of threw me out of balance because I wasn't used to that. I wasn't, um, it wasn't something that I was necessarily comfortable with in the beginning of, of the pandemic. Um, You know, and I feel like I kind of had to learn that platform pretty fast because several of the people in my home group are older. And so they kind of look to me like, hey, can you set this up? Can you make this happen? And I'm like, yeah, I got this. And then all of a sudden I'm having to learn like how to run the meeting, how to try to keep Zoom bombers off the meeting because you got people that want to come in and try to disrupt the meeting and and be assholes and you know just trying to figure out this whole new platform and how everything's going to work
0: yeah no that's true though because yeah you have it it, yeah our sobriety journey is different but at the end of the day it's still it's still similar because we're both alcoholics and we still have to go Um, which is, it's crazy, it's powerful, you know, because we both, you're a power of example that it works. I think that there's a way, I think people might have said some uh, questions. If you guys have any questions, I'm just going to try on this end. I see something. So I'm going to play. I think I'm going to play, hold up, let's see what they say. Um, You're, maybe not. I saw something come up here. That was one of them. Here comes another one. I, I, everybody just hit random ones nope I don't know if anybody has anything that they want to share please uh send an audio by hitting one of the buttons that you see and hold it down um this is our first time actually doing this episode so sorry for the technical difficulties <laughs> um this is new and we're very grateful to have you uh, yo Brett do you join any Facebook pages to get meeting updates like what's your approach to to be to remain your to remain sober every day like what can you give uh, another alcoholic another addict uh, that works for you
1: Man, that's a great question. Um, I feel like there's there's several things that I do, and they're all pretty basic things. You know, one of the big ones that I was taught in the beginning of rec- of my recovery, and it's right there in the beginning of the step or two, is uh, that conscious contact with a higher power, you know? And for me, I try to keep it simple. I don't try to make it too complicated. I just try to set aside a few minutes at the beginning and the end of my day to do a little A little bit of prayer and meditation, you know, and a lot of mornings for me that that quiet time comes when I'm driving to work. You know, I'll just pause whatever podcast or music I'm listening to and, you know, just drive with in silence and just kind of get in this state of mind, get in contact with my higher power and just, you know, try to practice that uh, surrender, you know, and uh, just get my head in the right space as far as uh, meetings go and stuff. You know, there's tons of resources online for finding more up-to-date schedules. Like you mentioned, there's some Facebook groups that uh, that have meetings listed. I'm on a couple of uh, Recovery Discord servers. That's been really cool to get connected with those people and, and get to know some of them and have outlets where you can talk. If you need somebody to talk to, there's always somebody on there. They also have some meetings on there as well at, at scheduled times where they do different 12-step meetings on the Discord server, Um, you know, and and for me, another big piece of my recovery, especially during the pandemic, has been this podcast, because it's allowed me to connect with addicts and alcoholics and different people all around the world and get to meet new people and hear stories and, and make those connections. You know, I still stay in contact with some of the people that have been on the show, and it's been a really big part of my journey. So, there's plenty of resources out there. And if you're struggling, if you need help, you know, don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, you know, you can find me on social media if you need somebody to talk to or need some resources. Uh, all my, all my uh, social media handles are Recovery Survey. So it's pretty easy to find. And uh, yeah, there's definitely help out there if you, if you need it or if you if you know someone that does.
0: You know what, though, too? Like, you're constantly always in service for doing and talking about this. Like, this is a service. This is, uh like, 12-step work, too, you know, passing on the message. And, you know, that's powerful, Brett, because that just shows, like, you, the one thing that helped you stay sober was the thing that you were talking about was always your story, talking to another addict. And that's powerful because that makes me feel, like, I don't know, like, it, it gives me this sense of, like, wow, you know, to remain sober, you have to keep being in service, you have to keep giving back dude so i condemn you for that and your sobriety and your journey because you know you you have created a lifestyle a place where you can succeed to share to listen to talk to relate and that's fucking powerful bro like you know my shit's beautiful mine and it's really it's not about sobriety but it's also about life and healing my emotions and stuff like that and but I give that to you bro because you know people got to share their story and even if they're just sort of, you don't even need a uh you don't even need to you know be like years sober you just need to like talk to somebody and brett's definitely the guy he has a great podcast i was on it and you guys all should listen to it the stories he's on apple You're what else are you on
1: i'm on all the major platforms apple spotify google um all of them yeah all all the big ones and then some of the small ones too
0: yeah guys check them out because obviously you guys are here um you know and i don't know how we can hear any messages if you guys did send any messages in because i don't see i just see a button over here on on this side um but we're gonna be doing this every single uh, week i believe right
1: yeah i'm down yeah let's do it
0: yeah so this was really just uh also to a trial run um because we don't know how things work but we have to work it right it works if we work it so we're very grateful to have you guys um now in the in the future uh if you guys have any questions you guys can put put uh some messages forward to us because it's important to engage we're here for you guys you know it's not about us it's about we and we're just so grateful to have you um yeah Brett what else do you want to share what else do you want to talk about
1: yeah i would just second what you what you just said about sending messages with your questions or whatever you have. I think that's one of the, uh, cool things with this platform, as opposed to a podcast where we can kind of have more of a two way dialogue and be able to interact with people in real time. So I would encourage anybody that's listening. If you have any kind of questions, please feel free to ask them. I would love to answer questions on here. I think it's a really awesome opportunity to be able to, to share and connect and, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing this in the future and continuing to do these. I think it's a, a really cool platform. And I, I'm grateful that uh, Leanne wanted to do this and reached out and asked me if I'd be a part of it. I, I'm truly grateful for that. And, uh, you know, like she said, I, service is a huge part of, of this lifestyle. It's a huge part of being in recovery, at least for me, is, is staying connected and being able to try to give back what was freely given to me and you know, let other people know that it's possible, um, because if there wasn't somebody that, there, if there weren't people there telling me that I could do it, then I, I, probably wouldn't have, wouldn't have found recovery. So it's, it's my obligation now to, to be that person to try to help carry that message and let people know that it's possible. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing these in the future. Please, please leave us some uh, questions or comments. It, it'd be really awesome to get to engage with the audience and, and talk to some people and, and get to build those relationships.
0: Yeah, dude, honestly, uh, it's right. You might as well do it now. You know, if you have your questions now, we are now that's why we're alive. Um, because it's important. We want, we want to be in service together. And I could tell you that if you're in the beginning of sobriety, I could probably tell you all the things not to do. Cause I've, I went out, I was relapsed part of my story. Um, and I'm grateful for that. You know, it's not a perfect program. Um, I love that I relapsed, uh, and I'm not saying to do that, but it, it changed my approach in the beginning of my days, dude. Like, I remember when I was, um, when I first started, it was so hard, but I kept coming back. Like, they would say, keep coming back, keep coming back. And um, because of that, uh, I kept coming back, and I'm able to, to be sober right now. And relapse, I talk about relapse because if it didn't happen, I wouldn't have been able to have that psych change um, what about you, dude? Did you have any like part, a relapse part of your story?
1: Yeah, it was definitely part of my story for sure. <laughs> yeah, from the, from the time that I got out of jail until the time that I actually quit using, oh, it was about two years. And I was going to meetings pretty regularly during that two year span of time. So, yeah, I, I can't tell you how many times I relapsed because I didn't, I didn't, uh, I don't think I practicing honesty at that point and i definitely didn't uh admit it in meetings or whatnot so i don't have any way to like look back at a desire chip or a white key tag or anything to tell you how many times i relapsed but um yeah quite a few times and it's definitely been a part of my journey and um i'm grateful for it as well you know it was eventually that was the eye-opening experience to let me know like hey I need to do something different if I there was somebody I was talking to somebody the other day and they said something and it's really cliche, but they said something along the lines of if you want to live differently, you have to act differently. And that's kind of uh, kind of the mindset that I eventually got to after relapsing that many times was like, I need to do something different if I want my life to be uh, if I want my life to head in a different direction.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I remember that. It's like, it's like, we keep doing the same exact thing as insanity and we know we're fucking insane, but we don't want to admit it. Right. It's like, yeah. dude, what about you? For me? Like, I feel like, um, right when I had to admit I was, I was an addict, I was, a, you know, an alcoholic, my life and the steps started to make sense. But what, right. But then when we're addicts and we're always going to be addicts, but like when we go back out there in the beginning and we relapse, um, we still haven't admitted it do you believe, right? Do you believe what I'm saying is to be true? Like admit, admitting and accepting, um, yeah, it plays a yeah. huge factor.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think that I kind of manipulated that in the beginning and I would use it as an excuse of like, oh, well, I'm an addict. So of course I'm going to go out and use, of course, I'm going to go and get high or drunk. You know, I kind of use that as, as an excuse of like, well, I've admitted that I'm an addict so I can, you know, that's, that's just what we do. Uh, and didn't get to that point of like that second piece that you were talking about, uh, about surrender. You know, I had the, I had the admittance. I, I admitted to myself that I had this problem, but I didn't take that next part of that step. And then, uh, and practice some surrender and begin the actual process of recovery and, uh, looking at my life with, uh, what I think a lot of people refer to as self-honesty. You know, there's, I feel I feel like there's two different kinds of honesty. You know, there's the honesty of like being truthful with other people. And then there's the other part of that honesty. That's that self-honesty of like actually being able to look at my life, look at my motives and my actions and my thoughts and, and be honest with myself about what I'm really doing and how I'm behaving and and what it is that's causing me to act in those ways. So yeah, for sure. I definitely, definitely use that to my advantage to try to manipulate the situation to be able to continue to use and not take that that next part of that step and and surrender.
0: Dude, that's powerful because self-surrendering Self-surrender. That hit me home. See, this stuff keeps me sober that like when we talk about this and we're talking about the journey of sobriety, it's good to just stop and slow down because right. uh, How do you how do you balance your life with your sobriety? Like, do you ever notice your old patterns coming back um, even with your six years of sobriety?
1: Yeah, for sure. I can definitely tell when when I'm starting to have those old thoughts and kind of have those old ideas and. you know, if I don't address those, um, you know, I can feel myself kind of slipping back into those old ways of thinking, you know, I, I haven't so far, you know, and, and it's a just for today program, but you know, so far in a little over six years, you know, I haven't gone back to actually using drugs, but I've definitely had times where, when I'm not surrendered, when I'm not working a program like I should be, when I'm not staying in contact with other people that are a part of my recovery circle, um, I can definitely see how I kind of start to plot and scheme and come up with uh, with ways to try to get things that I want or ways to fulfill uh, just like that, that need that we all have of like <clears> – <throat> Uh, excuse me, that need of like fulfilling self-will. And, uh, you know, that's usually an indicator to me that I, that I'm, that there's something to my program that's, that's not up to par that I've let some, that I've slipped into some kind of, uh, of, uh, procrastination or, or just gotten lazy and slacked off on something, you know? And so some of the, some of those pillars that I have to continue to do on a daily basis, like we talked about a little bit earlier, is that that prayer and meditation. That's a that's a big part. Just that keeping that contact with the higher power. Uh, meeting attendance is a big part for me. You know, getting to see other people in the program and and getting into some literature and staying plugged in there. Sponsorship is another piece of that. You know, that's a that's a more intimate relationship uh, than than the actual meetings itself, you know, so that's another piece that's pretty important. So those things are all very important, um, for me. And yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah no, it's true though, because as we start to, to talk on here, you know, we could tailor this, uh, in a way where we can like the next week, next week at on Sunday, um, a little bit we probably might we might need to change the time of this but we could start talking about step one and we could start reading we could tailor this in any way this is our first time so you know this is for the people that are listening it's for us to stay sober so no matter what you find on here um, this could help your recovery your journey because it's helping us that's why we're doing it and um we're going keep you know follow us on here because we're going to keep doing it. We have to keep coming back. We have to keep showing up just for today. Every time you guys come, you're helping yourself. So, um we're going to dive deep into our acceptance. We me and Brett are going to talk after this, and we're going to we're going to design this a place for us to use this to stay sober, to it's kind of like an AA meeting. Um really run by us, but with you guys too cuz you guys can share on the bottom. <laughs> You guys yeah. can share your experience, um, your voice memos, engage. So it's really a meeting. Uh and I just I'm really grateful. I I can't imagine where this is gonna go uh and how many people we could help, especially during the time like today. Um but yeah, Brett, you want to add anything else?
1: Man, that was that was a great conclusion. I feel like you you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm looking forward to continuing to do these and uh, yeah, if you guys have any kind of questions, any comments, or if you guys have a topic you want us to talk about, please, please, please leave us a voice message on here so we can uh, hear some ideas and hear some feedback. That's really important. And uh, just looking forward to being a part of this and, and being of service in another way and trying to continue to carry that message and let people know that recovery is possible. So yeah, definitely looking forward to it. And uh I'll see dude, you guys. I
0: dude, I think that we're we should make a Facebook group called this, um, and we could add you guys in here so you guys could be informed um with when we're going live, so you guys know exactly, and we could stay connected because that that's part of the the process. It's part of staying sober is to keep in contact uh so. You know what? Me and Brett are going to go and talk uh, right when we hang up with this, which is going to be in a minute. We're going to design a Facebook group and a community for us because we, I want to know you. We want to talk to you. We could probably even pull you up on here uh, and stay connected. I feel so empowered, dude, um, because this has just happened. This was God's work. And uh, I'm so excited, bro.
1: Absolutely. Um, I think this can be a really, really beneficial thing for a lot of people. And I love the idea of starting a Facebook group. So yeah, looking forward to talking to you more about this when we, uh, in this little session here. So yeah. Awesome.
0: Yes. Yeah, dude. And you know what? So just for the listeners that are listening right now too, we're, we're probably going to just keep it just for today. The, um, the Instagram group. Um, so you guys know exactly where to go and you type it up in the groups. Um, I don't know if about the hashtags, but it's, just per se, just because I know you guys are still here, I don't. I want you guys to stay in contact with us, um, because when we do, <clears throat> pardon me, when we do create the group, which will be within tonight or tomorrow, uh, we want to get you in there, and I, we, and you could also use that as a place to talk directly to us. Um, so let's just get this done. Uh, let's get it sober. Let's get it sober living, and uh, we're gonna end it out. Uh, we wish you guys nothing but the best this day, and just for today, we are sober. And we are free. We're alive. And we made it here today. So that's all I got, bro.
1: Awesome. Awesome.
0: (laughs) All right, right, guys. We will talk to you soon. And tune in next week at the same time. Uh, Look out for the group. And also stay connected. Connect with us on Instagram. Uh, Brett's stuff is in his uh, his little thing, his little picture. Uh, Mine too as well. DM us. And uh, we love you guys. God bless.